0: One important vehicle for planning for retirement in Hong Kong is the Mandatory Provident Fund. Recently, there have been some important changes in the scheme that you need to know about with the launch of the Default Investment Strategy. I went to speak to Dr David Wong, Chairman of the Mandatory Provident Fund Schemes Authority. I started by asking him to explain the key features of the Default Investment Strategy.
1: It's a very basic kind of a investment strategy. It serves uh, two purposes. First of all, for people who are not very initiated about uh, how to invest their portfolio in the NPF, this could be the answer for them. So hence the name a default investment strategy. A second key feature is that um, the fee cost, for this uh, fund is kept at the 95 basis points, or 0.95%, and that's much lower than the, what the average funds are charging for our MPFR system right now, which is about uh, 1.57% on average. So um, there is about a 40% disc- discount from the uh, current average cost, so hopefully that would provide a cheaper alternative as well for our scheme members.
0: And there's two funds, I think, in the default investment strategy, aren't they? Could you explain a little bit about the difference between them?
1: Correct. Um, Well, basically, the idea is very simple. For people who are uh, age 50 or below, uh, basically, their funds would be invested uh, 60 to 40% in uh, equity and um, fixed income, so 60% equity and 40% of fixed income. And then at the age of 50, uh, we will gradually de-risk their portfolio, meaning that we would reduce the uh, portion in equity and then increase the portion in the fixed income until they hit the age of uh, 65, where then uh, 80% of their investments would be in fixed income and 20% in equity.
0: So that fits in with the strategy of as you get older, um, really you should be more cautious, whereas when you're younger, you can take much more risk in the financial markets.
1: Correct. So uh, basically, we're providing a very simplified form of uh, investment for people who otherwise uh, are the don't know very much about investing or they don't really want to think about it too much so this would be the default strategy for people who otherwise uh, do not want to make any choices as to how to invest in NPF funds.
0: And are these funds actively managed, passively managed, how, how do you invest? Uh, actually
1: they could be uh, you know either passively or actively managed. Uh, the, the thing is that the the mix is fixed uh, between the, the equity and the uh, fixed income uh, but uh, some of our trustees uh, could choose uh, a, a more active uh, investment strategy. Others could uh, follow a more tracking uh, passive type of uh, investment strategy.
0: Um, when you invest in equities, could these be international equities as well, emerging markets? Actually, that's basically the,
1: uh, the requirement because uh, the benchmark uh, for these uh, investment funds are really uh, very global uh, indexes um, you know, for uh, whether they are equity or fixed income.
0: And is the default investment strategy the same across all the NPF schemes?
1: Well, basically, uh, they both uh, share the same uh, fee cap, which is a 95 basis points, And also, in terms of the asset mix, uh, that's being fixed. But other than that, I think that the fund managers are free to pursue you know, different strategies and uh, different mix as well.
0: And, and what are the potential returns do you see from this strategy? What are you looking for? Well, we can only
1: look at the past record, uh, you know, for that um, answer. And, of course, uh, even the past performance, uh, you know, as they always say, is no guarantee for future uh, returns. But the thing is that, uh, you know, in the past uh, 16 years, since the in- inception of the uh, MPF system, uh, our mixed assets uh, funds have returned uh, on average about 3.9%. Uh, compared to the uh, overall average of about uh, 3.3% for all the NPF uh, funds combined. So that, uh, you know, in a way that, uh, depending on how you look at it, um, but uh, 3.3% overall uh, compared to 1.8% inflation rate, um, you know, there, there is a net gain from uh, investing in these NPF uh, portfolios even after uh, inflation in real terms.
0: If I wanted to opt out, can I do that?
1: uh yes uh you know uh as with uh all these uh m p. f schemes uh fund members uh are free to uh really switch uh between funds um you know at their own choice uh with some restrictions of course, but there are no new restrictions uh, with this uh new uh, d i s um uh, you know funds
0: and if I do decide to opt out, can I then go and opt back in later on if I change my mind?
1: Yes, uh, you you are free to uh, you know come and go, uh, you know, as with uh, all these uh, NPF funds. Again, with some restrictions of uh, about you know how many times you can do that uh, over the year. But uh, uh, but there are no new restrictions uh, on these uh, DIS funds.
0: Now, the, the Hong Kong mortgage company—they're going to introduce a life annuity scheme which means that uh, when you get to 65 you can invest up to a million Hong Kong dollars um, into the scheme which could be from the benefits of your um, sort of NPF scheme and they're talking about I think a return of around three to four percent. I'm wondering what you think um, about that scheme.
1: I think that's a great idea because I think that uh, you know if uh, implemented uh, that could really complement the current uh, NPF system uh, because uh, that would provide a new vehicle for people who have turned uh, 65 and they're looking for ways to uh, invest their portfolio. And, uh, well, you know, one mechanism would definitely be uh, this uh, annuity scheme where people could put in their money and then get a uh, fixed amount uh, per year or, or per month, um, you know, until they, you know, re- leave this planet, uh, you know, altogether. So that, that could be attractive, I think, for, uh, you know, some of the people uh, turning 65 with their MPF money.
0: And 3 to 4% in this low interest rate environment is quite an attractive return at the moment given the current levels. Well,
1: you know, we still have to await uh, the details uh, from the government. But I think that um, uh, one reason why it makes sense for the government to be involved in this is that uh, they could really, you know, go into more diversified investments, uh, some potentially with higher returns. Uh, and that's something that uh, perhaps uh, right now the private market, uh, you know, could not really mobilize. So I think that, uh, you know, there is a role for the government to play. And, yes, I think that, uh, you know, the, uh, the hopefully the annuities uh, could uh, come up with, Uh, returns that are um, satisfactory.
0: That was David Wong, Chairman of the MPFA. I hope as a result of today's discussion, you now feel more confident about tackling the daunting issue of planning for your retirement. And if there is one message above all I would like you to take away this morning, it's never too early to start to save for your retirement. In fact, the earlier the better, even if it's just a very small amount. Thank you very much for listening to Money Talk Extra this morning. Next week, we're going to discuss how to control spending and keep it within budget. Jimmy Lamb will take a look at how to deal with a gambling addiction and the financial devastation that it can bring. In our investment segment, I shall look at one of the best-performing asset classes of 2017, gold. I hope you can join Jimmy and me next week. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a great weekend and a good week ahead for your finances and investments.